Okay, good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Chagiga daf Chav Zayin, the very last daf of Maseches Chagiga and Seder Moed. We left off on daf Chav Vav Amaral at the second to last mission of the page, about five lines from the end of the page. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer and Arm of his wife and children, by Seymour Gertz in memory of his mother, Margalis Bas Rav Shilamala Shalom Luzyartzeit. This Thursday is Thursday, and by the Salzburger family, Lila Nishmas Freda Bas Yaakov, whose yard site is today, we thank all three sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So, uh, as we said, we left off all the way on the bottom of Chavav Amir Aleph, and the, uh, the Mishnah and the ensuing Gemara is going to discuss the requirement to be Metaher the Azara after each regal, since the Yamaya Aretz would come and they would touch everything, and on Yantif it was okay, because on Yantif we, we uh, assume that they're all tar. But then as soon as Yantif is over, retroactively we assume that they were Tameh. So now we have to be Metaher, everything that was in the Azara. So the, the following Mishnah is going to talk about the process of doing so, and how they had to be careful never to be Metameh the Shulchan, because you aren't allowed to remove the Shulchan. And how the Mizbuchos you didn't have to be so careful about because they're never Makabeltum in the first place. And then the Gemara is going to have a uh, a, a discussion about the uh, the Shulchan and how the Shulchan really shouldn't be Mekabal because it's a Kliyetza Asur the Nachas, but it is Mekabal and that's why they have to be careful about it, and the Gemara discusses why. If it's Kliyetza Asur the Nachas, it shouldn't be Mekabal So the Gemara says, well, maybe there's a Gzeris HaKasuv, and uh, the Gemara suggests uh, as a possibility that it ultimately rejects that since it's coated in gold, then it maybe doesn't have the status of a Kliyetza Asur the Nachas, and therefore could be Mekabal and maybe that's why they had to be so careful about it, but that's a major discussion in today's daf, is why it is that the shulchan is mekabal tumah, and they had to be so careful not to be metameyit, because you can't move it, uh, if after all, it would seem by the rules of Kabbalah's tumah, it should not have been mekabal tumah. Then the Gemara is going to discuss why Rabbi Lazar holds that the mizbuchos are not mekabal tumah, that the two mizbuchos are not mekabal tumah, and two opinions whether the Chum disagree with that assessment about the mizbuchos being mekabal tumah, and then the Gemara ends with something very cheerful about how the the uh, Talmidei Chachamim are not subject to the Eishel Gehenim, they're impervious to the fires of Gehenim, and not only that, even Amei Aretz, in a certain sense, are, uh, are Malay Mitzvah's Karimon, and therefore they they're not going to be as affected by the fires of Gehenim. So let's begin with the Mishnah, second to last Mishnah on the bottom of Daf, Chavav Amr Aleph. So says the Mishnah, Mishavar Aregel, when Nimotzah Yom Tov came, so Ma'avirin Al-Taras Hazara, the Kohanim had to take care of all of the Kalim in the Azara to be Matbil, all of them, to be Metaher, all of them, because the Amayaretz were in the Azara during the Regal, and they were touching everything. Avar Aregel Yom Shishi, but if uh, Yom Tov ends and it's Friday now, so lo Ma'avirin Mibrei Kvara Shabbos, then they would not be Mavri, then they would not be Matar the Azara on Erev Shabbos because the Quran were busy preparing for Shabbos, so they, it wasn't uh, reasonable to expect them to be dealing with the Tara of the Azara at that point. They didn't have time to be Matar the Kalim, so they would be Matar the Kalim after Shabbos was, was over. So uh, the, uh, the Turi Evan raises the question, and why not on Shabbos? Ain't Shvus Bemigdash, the Yisra being Matpil Kalim is only in this Adrabanan, and Ain't Shvus Bemigdash, why not have them do it on Shabbos? Okay, so that's a cash. 
Shabbos, but they would do it uh, after Shabbos. Rabbi Yudah Amar Aflo B'Yom Chamishi Sheinu Kana Pnuyin. Rabbi Yudah says even if Yom Tov ends and now it's Thursday, so even then they wouldn't uh, be involved in being retired the uh, the Azara because the Kana are not available then either. So there's only one line of Gemara in this Mishnah, and that deals with why aren't the Kana available on Thursday? What's going on on Thursday? So Tana Sheinu Kana Pnuyin Milahotzi Badashen because at the end of the Yom Tov they'd have these massive pile of ashes on the Mizbech that they had to take care of. So that was quite an avodah to take care of it, to get rid of all those ashes. So that would take the, the full day. And therefore, they would, uh, when Yom Tov would end on Thursday, they would not have time before Shabbos to deal with the Tahara of the Azara. Tosrid writes that according to Rabbi Yudah, even if Yom Tov fell out on any other day, they wouldn't be matbil the kelim on haragel because the Kwanim were not prim. The ashes were always there at the end of uh, any Yom Tov. They had to be motzi the Deshen. So it would always wait till the following day. It just happens to be that if it was Thursday that they're being motzi the dash, and then the following day is Friday when they're all preparing for Shabbos, so that doesn't work out. So they're going to have to wait until after Shabbos. But if it was uh, Yom Tov ended and it was Sunday, so they would spend Sunday being motzi the dash, and then Monday they would be mitar the azara. Okay, new Mishnah says the Mishnah continuing really the same idea of being mitar the azara. So the Mishnah discusses uh, how that would happen. Kates and Mavir and Altaris Azara. How would they be mitar the azara? So much they would be matbil, they would tovel all the kelim, and, uh, and similarly, uh, during the Yom Tov, they would tell the Kohanim, who are who came to the Heichal, during the Yom Tov, they were already chachamein of brosha, they'd have to you know, be forward uh, thinking, and realize that if the shulchan becomes tameh, they're going to be in big trouble. So they already warned the Kohanim Amearetz, don't touch the shulchan with the lechma panim, because that we're not going to be able to be matbil afterwards because you're not allowed to move the shulchan uh, from from its uh, location because the pasuk says v'nasata al shulchan lechem panim lefanai tamid it has to constantly be in place you're not allowed to move it so all the other kalim in the mikdash though had backups there were backups and backups to the backups uh, for the for the kalim for when they were out of commission so that if the original kalim became tamid. They would be. Uh, they would have the backups in in their place. The base David on the Mishnayis raises uh, an interesting question from Harav Malachi Akohen, the Yad Malachi. He says, "I don't understand the the, the phrasing is off." It says, "Kala kelim shahayu b'migdash kelim that they had in the Migdash, yesh lahem." Shouldn't it be Hayulahem, right? That they had, they had uh, backups. Yeshlahem. So he says the time is coming to be Mirames, that even though right now it's uh, they're, they're missing, they've been missing for so many years, we shouldn't be Misyaish, because just like there was a Gula Shniya and a Bayashani, so too there's going to be a Gula Shlishis, a Bidin Beis Amigdash, Meri So that's why we speak about it in uh, present tense. That Yeshlahem, it's still there, and we're going to find it, and we're going to bring it all back, and it's going to happen again. That one should not be Misyaish, Minagula. All the kelim shayi b'mikdash tuten in tevila. All the kelim that they had in the mikdash would require tevila and har of shemesh after yom tov because the kohanim ameyaritz would touch it. Chutz mi mizbeach hazav umizbeach anuchoshes, except for the two mizbechos, the mizbeach hazav and the mizbeach anuchoshes. Mipnei shein kekarka because they have a status of karka. Karka is not mekabel tuma because the pasuk calls it mizbeach adoma. Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. That's at least Rabbi Eliezer's opinion. The Tosfos Yom Tov points out that the pasuk is only necessary 
necessary from the mizbeach and the choshes that was in the mis- in the mishkan. That the mizbeach and the was in the mishkan, but the mizbeach of the base olamim that was made out of avanim and seed and zephes and oferes that certainly was tahar. You don't need a pus to tell me that tahar. That plays by the normal rules of tahar. It would be tahar. It's only the mizbeach and the mishkan where by the rules of tumah and tahara it should have been tameh. It should have been mekabel tumah. I need a pasuk to tell me that uh, that 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 uh, it's called a mizbeach adama. That uh, that it's kikarka, and that's why Rashi points out that it's uh, that it's could be that 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 it's uh, that the pasuk refers to it as a mizbeach adama. The chum mitsupin. The chum say no. It's because they're mitsupa. It's because they're lined with metal. So the question is, what in the world does that mean? Are the chum disagreeing with Rabbi Eliezer? Are the chum saying no? The, the, or they agreeing? They're saying I agree that they're not mekabel but for a different reason. It's because they're mitsupa. If that's if that's the case, it doesn't make any sense. Because they're mitsupa with metal, that's a reason not to be mekabel That's a reason yes to be mekabel So the Gemara is going to work on what exactly the shita of the chachamim is over here. So says the Gemara first. Tana. They would say we we, we said in the mission they would tell the kohanim ameya aretz that would come into the to the heichal. So the Mishnah said they would tell them don't touch the shulchan. But the brisa adds hizaru shematigu b'shulchan uba menorah. They would tell them not only don't touch shulchan, don't touch the menorah either, because if you're matami the menorah, we have no fix for that either. V'tani done my time tani menorah. Why didn't our Mishnah say that they would warn them not to touch the menorah? Why did the Mishnah limit the uh, the, the warning only to the shulchan? So the shulchan ksiv beitamid. It speaks by the shulchan. It says tamid. So the time of our Mishnah holds that it's dafka by the shulchan that they had to warn them. Menorah lo ksiv batamid. The menorah doesn't say that it has to be lit constantly. The shulchan has to have the lechem apanim on it constantly. So there's no way to, to, to remove the shulchan because you can't take the lechem and, and be tovel because you can't take the lechem apanim off of the shulchan. But the menorah does not need to be lit constantly. And since it doesn't need to be lit constantly, just wait till the fire goes out, then you could be tovel it. It wouldn't be a problem. So that's why it disagrees with the Tan of the Brysa who holds that uh, that they would uh, warn and, and, and the Tan of the Mishnah holds that they would not warn them about the uh, the menorah. Now, it's a little bit funny that we say lo ksiv ba tamid, that it doesn't say tamid by the menorah. It absolutely does say tamid in the Torah by the menorah. Yaruch ha'arun uvanu me'erev ad boker lefnei Hashem, and uh, that it has to be, uh, that, 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 that it has to be erev a boker, it has to be constant. It says, uh, says tamid by the, uh, by, by, by the, uh, by the menorah. So, uh, so wait, 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 uh, the, the, what it means is that, uh, that, that when we say that it's got to be erev a boker, it means that, uh, that you light it each evening and it would stay lit until the boker, like the Lashon of Tamid by the carbon Tamid, that by carbon Tamid it's not a mitzvah to be makrav carbon Tamid all day long, it's a, mikrav to, it's a mitzvah to be makrav the carbon Tamid once in the, in, the, uh, in the morning, once in the afternoon. So it's consistent rather than constant. So even though the Torah many times refers to the menorah as, uh, as, as, as something that's Tamid, but that only means Tamid in the sense of Erev Uboker, Tamid in the sense of consistent, not in the sense of constant. And therefore, that's why the town of our Mishnah says that it's okay if they were metame the menorah, they could still be tovalit when it's not actually lit. The Edoch, what about the town of the Brysa who holds that they had to be so careful about the menorah as well? He says they couldn't remove the menorah for a different reason. Kivan menorah It says that the menorah has to be opposite the shulchan. So the Torah says, Kolzman, that the shulchan is there, it sounds like the menorah has to also be there. And the shulchan is always there. So the menorah has to always be there. So command it's as if it says Tamid about the uh, the menorah just like it does about the Shulchan. The Idach and the Tan of our Mishnah, why doesn't he uh, f- uh, uh, 
abide by that drasha that the uh, the shulchan has to be across from the, the menorah has to be across from the shulchan. And since they're not moving the shulchan, they shouldn't move the menorah. No, that's just the pasuk telling me where it belongs. It's not the pasuk telling me that there's a din that it has to always be there as long as the shulchan is there. That every second of every day it has to be there in that exact location. It's just telling me if you want to know where was the placement of the menorah, it was no shulchan. It was across from the shulchan. So now we said in the Mishnah that they would tell them, don't touch the shulchan in order not to be metameyed. So I asked the Gemara, why would the shulchan become tameh anyway? By the rules of Tumah and Tahara, a kliyetz that's not movable is, uh, is, is, is not makabal tumah anyway. Shulchan is a kliyetz, it's not metaltal, it's meant to stay in its place, you're not able to move it anyway. So by laws of Tumah and Tahara, it shouldn't be makabal tumah. So why did they have to warn Amayar it's not to touch and to be metameyed? They weren't they couldn't be metameyed if they tried. It was a kliyetz asulinachas. The Aruch explains that, uh, that uh, asulinachas means something that's meant to stay in its place. And you're not going to move it. The shulchan is asulinachas because the pasuk says tamid, meaning it's supposed to stay there. So that's what, meaning normally when we say kliyetz asulinachas, we talk about like a gigantic closet that's not movable. It's just so heavy you can't move it. Shulchan wasn't so heavy. They were able to move it. It's physically you were able to move it. Halachically they weren't able to move it. That's what the Rishon Lezion explains. That even though the Shulchan Mitzal Atzmo could be moved, Malei Vereikan, it could be moved even if it's full, even if it's fully loaded with the, with the Lechem Apanim. It's only because of the Iser that you're not allowed to be Metal to it. That's also called a Metal to Malei Vereikan. Sometimes we define things not by, uh, by practicality, but we define things by Halacha. So the Halacha says that it's not Metal to and therefore it's a Kliyet Nachas. So that's the Gemara's Kasha. Why do they have to warn the Amiyar it's not to touch the Shulchan? Even if they touch the Shulchan, they're not going to be Metamiyat because it's a Kliyet the Nachas. So says Gemara, my time, how do I know that a Kliyet the Nachas is not Tameh? Dum the Sak Be'inon. In order for something to become Tameh, it has to be similar to a Sak. The Pasuk says, V'kol Asher Yipa Lameham Kamosim Yitma, Mikol Kliyet Obegado or Osak. So everything Kliyet that becomes Tameh is only similar to a Sak because it's in the same Pasuk. So Mas Sak Mital Tamalivrekam just like sack is something, uh, sackcloth uh, is something that's, that's moved whether it's uh, empty or full I've called, so to every kliyetz and so to the kliyetz that's mentioned in the Pasuk the other kelim, mitatum alivrekam are only mikabal tumah if they can be moved even when they are full, but a kliyetz which is not mitatum alivrekam it's not something that's movable both when it's full and when it's empty it stays in its place, is not mikabal tumah so we therefore we therefore have our kasha, why is it that they had to warn the Amearetz, don't touch the shulchan anyway the shulchan can't become tame because it's kliyetz ha'asur l'nachas to that the Gemara says you're wrong. The shulchan is moved. They do move the shulchan. Why does the pasuk say al shulchan atar from the fact that it calls it a shulchan atar? Sounds like it's roi to be mekabel Why is it roi to be mekabel tuma? After all, isn't it a kliyetz osel nachas which is not mekabel tuma? They, in fact, would lift the shulchan, they would pick up the shulchan, and they would show the Ole Regalim the Lechem HaPanim V'omrim Lehem, and they would say to the Ole Regalim, Ru'uchi Baschem Lefnei HaMakom, look how beloved you are to the Ribbonu Shlolem. Siluko Kisiduro, that the, the, the Lechem HaPanim, when uh, it's taken off of the shulchan a week later, is warm and fresh, like the moment it was placed on the shulchan in the first place.
Shabbos. And the Oli Regalim would see this when they would lift up the Shulchan and show them the Lechem that, uh, that would come off of the Shulchan. And that it was just as fresh as it was the week before. This was a miracle of the lechem apanim that when they would remove it, it was the same as when they would place it. That it was warm like the day that it was uh, that it was placed there to begin with. Uh, this was not on uh, Shabbos itself, because uh, the Ritva points out because on Shabbos it would be masalik the lechem from the shulchan, so they didn't need to be magbia the shulchan for other people to say to see it. This was in the middle of the week when Ali Regalim would come and in the middle of the week they would lift up the Shulchan to show it to everybody. That's how the Ritva writes even though it's not really so mashma from Rashi that way. Now the Rambam writes that after the Regal all the Kelim were in the Mikdash because Amei Aretz touched them on the Regal like our Mishnah says and therefore they would warn them don't touch the Shulchan when they would show it to the Ali Regalim in order not to be metamiyat. So the Mepharshim Ramadayit from the fact that he doesn't say like Rashi and Tosos that they would warn the Kohanim he just says that they would say tell the Amei Aretz they would tell the Ame Aretz, the people who were around, don't touch the Shulchan. How do the Ame Aretz have access? It's one thing you're talking about the Kohanim Ame Aretz. They have access to the Shulchan. But how do the other Ame Aretz, Yisraelim, have access to the Shulchan? So the Achronim are Medayik from, uh, from, from the Rambam that, uh, that they would take the Shulchan outside of the Heichal in order to show it, that when they would lift up the Shulchan to show it to the Ame Aretz, not just stand, they would lift it high in the air. They would, uh, they would remove it. They would remove it from the Heichal to bring it to the Ame Aretz to see it. So the Achorim raised the question, how are you allowed to do that? Then they're going to be mevatel the din of Lafanai Tamid. It's also not to have a shulchan with the lechem, even for a short amount of time. So suddenly Achorim suggests that it's a gzeris hakasa. The Siach says that it's a gzeris hakasa from the fact that it says, HaShulchan Atar, the Torah is being megalit to us, that you have to demonstrate that the Torah is being megalit to us, that it's sometimes moved, because it's if it's sometimes moved, so it's telling us that there's a din that you're supposed to move it and that overrides the din of, uh, of Tamid. Or he suggests maybe since there would be Oker Almanas to put it right back, that's not Mevatel the din of Tamid. That it's only by a Tavila where they, they would bring it somewhere else to do something with it. That would be a bit of the din of Tamid. But if they didn't do anything with it, they would just move it out of the way and put it right back again. So they were without doing anything with it, maybe that would not be uh, considered a violation of this Halacha of, uh, of of Tamid. Okay, says the Gemara further now. The Gemara asks, wait a second, why do I have to learn from the Pasuk of HaShulchan HaTahar that the Shulchan is Mechabal Tumah? Shouldn't the Shulchan be Mechabal Tumah anyway? Because it's lined with gold, and gold is Mechabal Tumah, even if you can't move it, even if the Shulchan is Asr Lenachas. It's not a Kliyat, it's Metzupa Bezav. So anyway, it should be Mechabal Tumah. Nedbihuda points out in the Tshuva, Madura Kama, or Chaim Simen Aleph, that the Tzipui is Koveya, the Din of the Kli. He says the tzipui is the, it defines the ikr tashmish of the kli, and therefore it's koveya the din of the kli. You might think the guts of the kli, or the, the, the core of the kli, should be koveya the din of the kli, but since the tzipui is koveya what the tashmish of the kli is, and how the kli is used, that's koveya the din of the kli. This is very nogeya in Hilchus Tevilas Kelim. That's the context in the view that discusses it, that uh, if you have a kli that's a kli cheres, a kli cheres that you buy from a nachri, does not require a tevila, but a kli, uh, a kli 
tvilas that you buy does require tvilas. What if you have a klicheres that has a glaze over it, which every klicheres that we buy is glazed? So does that require tvilas kelim? So the Buddha says, if the tzipoy is chashuv enough that that becomes the kaveya of the ikr uh, of the ikr tashmish of the kli, then uh, then 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 uh, yes, it would require tvila. So that's what the poskim say: is, is the glaze that we have nowadays, which is such a thin glaze, is that something that's a more protective of the kli? Is that something that's really going to change the very nature of the kli to turn it from a kli cheres into a kli zechuchus? Some poskim say bitavul without a bracha. Other poskim say it does not require tvila at all. But that's uh, based on this idea of a tzipoy. So anyway, so the gemara is asking the question: anyway, the shulchan should be makabel tuma, even if it is a kliyetz aser the nachas because it's not a kliyetz; it has a tzipoy around it, so it's gold. And the Gemara brings a raya that uh, the tuma of the kli is nikva based on the gold uh, plating around it. Itnan hashulchan vadulf kishenivchasu. If you have a table or a chair that broke in some way, oshachifan b'shayish, or it's lined with marble with stone, which is not makabel tuma. Shir be'makom enachas kosos, but part of it is not lined with stone; just enough place to put some kosos to put some cups down. Tame, it's still makabel tuma because it's still rotwe for its original melacha. Rabbi Yehuda Omer makom anachas hachatichos that it's not enough to have makom anachas hakosos that's not covered with stone. You need to have enough space that's not covered with stone to put your meat or your bread or whatever it is that you need. Only then does it still have the status of a shulchan and a dolfuki. But what you see from the Mishnah is that a kli is bottled to its tzipui because it sounds like if you were to take the shulchan and the dolfuki and cover it entirely in marble without leaving any makom, not for kosos, not for basar, not for lechem, not for anything, just covered entirely in marble, it would not be makabal tumah, because it would have it would follow the din of the tzipoy of the kli, which would be a kli even, which is not makabal tumah. So if the dine tumah are nikva by the tzipoy to be makil, to say that it's not makabal tumah, kol in our case, by the shulchan, we should follow the tzipoy to be machmir, and say that the shulchan has the din of a kli zahav, and is makabal tumah. So why do they have to say the shulchan is, is uh, makabal because of a pasuk, hashulchan atar, and it is moved. Forget about that. It's not a kliyetz, it's a kliyetz. So of course it's makabal tumah. So says in our v'chitei shitim, maybe you're going to say in no, no. when you have a very cheap material that's lined with gold, then you're going to say that it's a, that the tzipui is, is what determines the shema kli, and not the core material, because the core material is garbage. But when it comes to something that's very expensive, when it comes to atzei shitim, which is a very chashva kind of wood that the shulchan was made out of, so maybe v'chitema shiny atzei shitim dechashivi lobatli. Then maybe the atzei shitim are so chashuv they don't become bottled to the tzipui. So the shulchan would still have a din of a kliyetz even though it's covered in gold. Well, honey, chalareish lakish. That argument would work according to reish lakish. Damer lo shanu b'kli axilogi maban mimedinasiyam. Who says that the idea that the tzipui determines the shema kli is only by kalim that are not chashuv like the kli axilogim. Whatever axilogim means, some say it means a material. Some say it's a location where cheap kalim came from but the point is it means cheap kalim but by more expensive and chashva kalim then it's not going to become bottled to the tzipoy so then I understand that the atzei shitim since it's very chashuv, is not going to become bottled to the tzipoy 
if not for the pasuk that Hashulchan that tells me that they would move it, and that's why it's mekabel toma. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, who holds that even cheap kalim, even a rather expensive kalim, become bottled to the tzipui, so Michael the So then the shulchan, uh, no matter even though it's made out of very expensive wood, should not have a din of a kliyet. It should have a din of a klizav. Klizav are mekabel toma, even if you don't move them. I don't need exeris akasov. It should be pashut that they're mekabel toma. So the Gemara tries to be metarets in a different way. Maybe there are two types of platings, of metal platings on Kalim. Sometimes you have a metal plating that's really attached with screws or nails to the Kli itself, and that's where we say that it becomes the Ikara Kli, and the Kli is Batel to the plating. But maybe the Shulchan and the Migdash just had a Tzipu She'eno Omed. It wasn't really attached, it was just around it, but not attached to it, and therefore maybe the, it still has a Din of a Kli eight. So but we know Reish Lakish asked this Shail of Rabbi Yochanan, when we say that a Kli is bottled to the Tzipui, and that we always follow the plating and not the core Kli, is that only by Tzipui Omed, when the Tzipui is attached, or even when it's a Tzipui She'en Omed? And you also ask, is it only if it covers the the the, uh, the rims around the edge of the Kli? Or even or even if it doesn't uh, cover the rims, uh, the edges around the, the, the rims around the edges of the Kli. And the answer was, it doesn't matter how tightly connected the Tzipoy is to the Kli, and it doesn't matter if it covers the, the, the edges. It doesn't, either way, the Shem HaKli is Nikva based on the Tzipoy. So you cannot be Mechalik between the Shulchan and the Migdash and the Shulchan that the Mishnah was quoting before. So we're back to our Kasha. Why does Rish Lakish need to tell me that there's a drasha to, to, to show me that the Shulchan is not also the Nachas and that the Shulchan is Mechabal Tumah. Anyway, the Shulchan should be Mechabal Tumah because it's a, it's a Klizav. It's not a Kliyat. It's not a Kliyat. It's also the Nachas. It should be Mechabal Tumah Machmas Tzipuyo. It should be Mechabal Tumah because of its uh, because of its plating. So we're back to that Kasha. We had two attempted answers to that Kasha. Again, attempted answer number one was maybe Atzei Shittim are different because they're so Chashuv they don't become that the, they don't become Batel, but we rejected that according to Rabbi Yochanan, and then we said uh, possibility number two, maybe when the tzipo is not attached to it it doesn't become Batel, but we rejected that because that was a shaila that was discussed between Rabbi Yochanan and Shlakish, and they came to the conclusion that it still becomes Batel. So says Gemara possibility number three You're right, by normal rules of Tum and Tahara, the Shulchan should not have been a Kliyetz However, the Torah tells us that it's a kliyetz. So even though by normal rules of Tumantara, the shulchan, because of its of its uh, plating, should have been a klizav and not a kliyetz, Torah tells it, calls it a kliyetz, uh, even though it's metzupa. So since it's called a kliyetz, it's not batal, the gabi tzipuyo, and it's not, and therefore it's not royal lekabel tuma, uh, if not for the fact that you have a gzeres hakasuv that tells me that it's royal lekabel tuma. because the pasuk says in the nevuah of Yecheskel when he shows the mikdash and the kelim, so it says hamizbeach eitz sholosh this is one of the uh, difficulties in Sefer Yecheskel, because uh, whatever the Mizbeach is, it's not three Amos tall, so uh, whatever it's referring to, uh, 
Mamos, um Xos of Lo, Va Orko, Vikiros of Eights. And so it calls it Eights. Vedabre Lai Zah Shulchan Shalavne Hashem. And the Malach says, You know what I'm showing you right now? This vision that you're having? That's the Shulchan, a Shalavne Hashem. So it's talking about the Shulchan Sata. It's not talking about the Mizbeach. And that's why, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and the, 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 the Pasuk calls it uh, Eights. So you see that it's referred to as Eights anyway. So the Gemara says, Well, wait a second. Pasuk B'Mizbeach, V'siyah B'Shulchan. Pasuk was talking about the Shulchan, not in the Mizbeach, but it started talking about the Mizbeach. So what's going on? How come it shifts from the Mizbeach to the Shulchan? Meaning it uses the term Mizbeach. HaMizbeach eats Shalosh Amos Kavoah, is how the Pasuk started. And then it says, Zeh HaShulchan HaShel Vnei Hashem. Zeh HaShulchan, you just told me it's a Mizbeach. So which is it? Is it a Mizbeach or is it a Shulchan? So Yochum HaShel Kisham Yitzhavayu, Kizman Shabbos Mishkayim Mizbeach Mechab Adam. We're saying that a shulchan plays the role of a mizbeach. That when the Beis was around, mizbeach would be mechaper for a person by bringing whatever kabbonos you need to bring. Now that we don't have a Beis HaMikdash anymore, the way a person achieves kapara is through his shulchan, by being machnes orchim and feeding them on a shulchan. That it's through chesed that we're mechaper avonos. So by being machnes oreach and by bringing people and giving them to eat on our shulchan, that's how we achieve uh, kapara. So this uh, idea that a shulchan is domel l'mezbech, that a shulchan is like a mezbech, plays out in a number of areas of halacha. The Ramah writes in Orchaim Simen Kuv Samach Zayin that in the name of the Shibale Aleket that there's a mitzvah to put salt on the shulchan before the Petziah Sapas because the mezbech, on the mezbech there would be makrav melech halkala karbanos. So that's what the Ramah writes, that the, the, that the requirement is to have salt on the, uh, on the shulchan. Shulchan it says not necessarily that you have to put uh, the salt on the bread, just that you have to have salt on the, uh, on the shulchan. That's sort of Shafta thought that uh, the idea of putting salt on the bread is only if the bread isn't tasty. But if you have tasty bread, there's no need to put the salt on the bread. So when you have challah on uh, Shabbos, so you can just have the salt on the table and uh, you know have the delicious challah without having the, the salt on the challah. But to have the salt on the shulchan is, uh, is, is, is uh, based on the Shibali Alekin, is based on this idea of uh, the shulchan being like the, uh, the Mizbeach. Also, Sefer Hasidim and other applications says that it's usher to kill a kina ala shulchan. You shouldn't kill a fly on the shulchan or something like that because it's dumb and the mizbeach and you shouldn't be killing these little uh, insects on the uh, on that which is like the mizbeach. Magen Avram quotes that in Simon Kuf Samach Zayin as well. And probably uh, one of the more famous ones, the Rokeach and the Shibali Aleket write that just like it's usher the hanif barzal on the mizbeach, so too you should cover the sack in bishas birchas amazon. That you should cover a knife at the time of birchas amazon because you're not allowed to be made of barzal on the mizbeach. So too, the shulchan you shouldn't have at the time of Birch uh, Samazon, you shouldn't have barzal. You can't not have a knife at all because you need to cut your food, but at least at the time of Birch Samazon, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't have a knife on the Mizbech. This is uh, the Beis Yosef quotes in Simon Kuf Pei. He says, that because it's like, uh, like a Mizbech. And he quotes the Gemara in Chagiga Chavzayin that the shulchan is dumb on the Mizbech. And he writes, and then and he says another reason to remove the knife at the time of Birch Samazon. He quotes from uh, Rabbi, he says, 
Shamati Tama Acher. He says, I heard a different reason from a Chavir Rabbi Simcha that Pama Achasayach and Mivarich Bichsamazan that one time a guy was benching. Ukshegiel Abirchus Bonu Yushlaim Miniskar Chobrin Abayis when he got to Bonu Yushlaim and he remembered Chobrin Abayis Laka Chasakin V'Tatlo Pavitno he was so distraught about the Chobrin Abayis that he took the knife from the Shulchan and he stabbed himself. And based on that we remove it B'Shas Bracha. So uh, both of these reasons the uh, Beis Yosef said are brought in the Orchus Chaim and it's no again Shabbos and Yom Tov not to cover the Sakin. He says but according to the time of Rabbeinu Simcha there wouldn't be any Chilik between Shabbos and Chol and you should do it on, uh, on Shabbos also. You should cover the Sakin on Shabbos as well. But he says the Minig is not to do it on Shabbos. So Beis Yosef says there are two reasons that you cover the knife for Birch Samazon. Number one Shulchan Domlin Mzbech so Lo Sadaf Aleim Barzel and number two is uh, the, this episode that happened with the guy that stabbed himself. That's what the Bali Musa point out. Like how big of a risk is this? Meaning just because it happened once in uh, all of human history that's something that we're always going to be concerned about. Uh, most of us are not about, we're so spaced out by the time we get to Bani Yishlein we're not going to get destroyed enough to, uh, to you know to, to do anything crazy like that. So uh, that's what the, uh, the Bali Musa point out. That the point is that we should remind ourselves that there was once a Jew who cared so much about the destruction of Yishlein that uh, he was so distraught by it that it, that it brought him to such uh, such an extreme. Uh, so uh, maybe maybe we could care a little bit. Maybe we could have a little bit of a concern about the uh, the Chorban Abayis. But it's so interesting because Beis Yosef says, oh, and the Nafkamina, between the two reasons, he says, he doesn't call the Nafkamina, but he says, according to the reason of Rabbeinu Simcha, we should even cover the knife on Shabbos. And according to the reason of uh, that we said that, uh, of our Gemara, that Losan of Alei Barzel, so the Mizbech is not a Mizbech on Shabbos, meaning why, why wouldn't you, the Shulchan is a Mizbech on Shabbos also, the Chora? Why would that not be enough? Why would that not, not also require Shabbos? Why is that enough Kamina? According to both reasons, you should cover it on Shabbos. So that's uh, the, the Achorim are bothered by that Kasha. So Magen Avram writes, that there's no binyan mizbech on Shabbos. The son of Alei and Barzil is a dinin cutting the stones for the binyan of the mizbech. The binyan of the mizbech could happen throughout the week, but there's no binyan mizbech on Shabbos, and therefore it wouldn't apply on Shabbos. The first reason would not apply on Shabbos. Taz says that be'emes both reasons would apply uh, on, on on Shabbos, but Beis Yosef means to say is that according to this Chaver uh, Rabbi Simcha, there's a hava amina that it wouldn't apply on Shabbos. There's no hava amina that it wouldn't apply on Shabbos uh, according to. to our reason, according to the reason of the son of Aleh and Barzel, of course that's that's going to apply on Shabbos. But according to the reason that the, it would a person will be so distraught that they'll stab themselves. Well, on Shabbos you're besimcha, you're baoneg, you're much more at peace with yourself. So it's uh, less likely that a person would come to such an extreme when it comes to uh, when it comes to Shabbos. That's what the Beis Yosef is saying that even on Shabbos, which is funny because the two Achorim, the Magen Avram and the Taz, when they're dealing with this issue, say in exact opposite directions. Right? The Magen Avram says that uh, that that, that uh, that, that it do, it taka doesn't apply on Shabbos, and the Taz says it so obviously applies on Shabbos, it doesn't even bear mentioning that that, that our reason applies on Shabbos. This idea of losan of and barzil is based is the the principle of uh, that you shouldn't have in roish yava makatsre tzalamarich. This is the basis of a number of halachos that we have uh, in uh, throughout throughout Shulchan Aruch. So halachi not supposed to bring a sack and aruch into a beis haknesses. You're not supposed to bring weapons into a shul, a long knife, whatever the, the 
whatever qualifies as a long knife into a, into a shul that's based on because the shul is maruch yom of shaladam when a person is mispalel and uh, weapons are mekatzer yom of shaladam obviously pikuach nefesh is a different situation but generally speaking you're not supposed to bring uh, you're not supposed to bring uh, weapons into a, into a shul I have a piece on this in my second sefer in Simon Vav in Akron Alamo another uh, base another area in halacha where this where this comes up in the Shubur and Simon Yeral quotes from a Magin Avram that if you have to cut the chutum of your tzitzis you should cut them with your teeth and not use uh, barzel because uh, tzitzis are considered to be maruch yom of shaladam because uh, the Gemara and Shabbos says bavon tzitzis mesim bavon shaladam kshem ketanim so if a person fulfills the mitzvah of tzitzis properly it gives him a sense of arichus yamim Mishubur writes in Orchayim Sim Rejvav that al derech kabbalah you shouldn't stick a sakin directly into a fruit that you're going to say a bracha on even if you hold the sakin in, uh, in, in your right hand and the reason is Shulchan Rav says is because it's Shnei Hafeichem Benosei Echad the Yemin uh, is Totsa Sachayim and the Sakin is the Koach of Esav that's Makatzer Chayim so again you have this uh, idea of this conflict between that which is uh, Maruch Yamav and that which is Makatzer Yamav Shaladam okay Vaitur in the Gemara so we said in the, in the Mishnah Kalakim Shemikdash Shalim Shniim that there were backup Kalim for everything that was in the Mishnah and the Mishnah went on to say that there was a Machlokas <laughs> Rebbe Lazar and the Chachamim, whether the, Miz- when the Mizbachos were Makabal Tumah. Rebbe Lazar said they're not Makabal Tumah. Mizbach HaNuchosh is Tuchsim, Mizbach HaDama Tasseli. He calls it a Mizbach HaDama. And Mizbach HaZav, Tuchsim HaMenorah VaMizbachos. V'iskush Mizbachos Zelazah. That it calls it Mizbachos. So whatever you're going to say about one Mizbach, you're going to say about the other. So Rebbe Lazar will say that since the Mizbach HaNuchosh is not Makabal Tumah, Mimela, the uh, Mizbach HaZav is also not Makabal Tumah. Then the Mishnah said, but Vacham Mornashen Mitzupin. Vacham said it's because they're lying with gold. Uh, what do you mean? Because if they're lined with gold, that's more reason that they, yes, should be Makabal Tumah, not that they should not be Makabal Tumah. So, two ways to understand the Chum. Aim of a Chum Mitamin. Key word is missing. It should say the Chum and Mitamin. That the Chum Taka are Mitamayit. Because they're Mitsubin. They hold that the Mizbuchos are Tame. Do become Tame. Vibay Seymour, the other version of the Rabbanan is Rabbanan Rabbanan Kamri. The Rabbanan are talking to Rabbanan. My Daite, Mishum de Mitsubin. What's your svarat? Uh, the, you're not metar of the mizbachos because they're also the nachas, and you need to learn from a pasuk that they have a din of adama. It's because they're mitzupa. Mifto bottle tzipui and gabayim. Nah, the tzipui doesn't count. The tzipui is bottled to the core kli. The core kli is uh, is 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 adama is is also the nachas, and anything that's also the nachas is not going to be a problem anyway. So uh, so I don't even need a pasuk that refers to it as adama. It's also the nachas anyhow. I'm Rabbi I'm Chacham are unaffected by the fires of Gehenim. It's a Kavachamar from a Salmandara. A Salmandara which is created from fire that burns for seven straight years. And if a person puts the Salmandara, uh, the blood of the Salmandara on their skin, the fire, they, they remain impervious to fire. So Tamid Chacham Shkolgufa who are made up entirely of fire, their whole bodies are fire. It says, are full of the They're always learning Torah. Of course, they're going to be saved from the fire. Ben Yoyada points out, we're talking about a spiritual fire over here, so don't try this at home. It's not a Tamil uh, no guarantees to be saved from a uh, physical fire, but from spiritual fires, the fires of Gehenim. It's not only Tamil Chamim, it's Poshe Yisrael also. 
the uh, Tosus points out that's only if they're not Poshe Yisrael Begufam. Roshan Adaf Yitzayin is Karkaf to the Manach Tefillin. Someone who doesn't put on Tefillin is Poshe Yisrael Begufam. He is subject to the to the Orshel Gehenim. But ain't Orshel Gehenim shows be Poshe Yisrael other types of Poshe Yisrael. Kavuchom from Mizveh Chazav and it's Kavuchom from the Mizveh Chazav. Ma Mizveh Chazav she'en olav elo ko'ovei dinar zahav. Just like a Mizveh Chazav just has a little bit of gold plating. It's just the thickness of a dinar of zahav that's on it. And Kamashanim ain't and they'd be burning things on it all day and somehow the fire didn't affect it. It was a miracle that the fire didn't affect the, uh, the, the Zahav that was on the Mizbech. So Poshe Yisrael Shemalein Mitzvahs Karimon Poshe Yisrael who are full of mitzvahs like a Rimon, like a pomegranate Tuchsev, because the Pasuk says Kepelech HaMim HaRimon Rakaseich Altikrei Rakaseich Ela Reikonin Shabach that even the most empty ones in Klal Yisrael HaMalei Mitzvahs Halachas Kama V'Kama all the more so that their mitzvahs should be able to protect them from Gehenim. The Nitzivim, Rami Sada says, Poshe Yisrael is so mole mitzvahs? Not the Poshe I met. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean Poshe Yisrael mole mitzvahs krimon? So he says, because every Jew does tzedakah and gemilz chasadim and that's just a part of the Jewish heart. That every Jew is always giving tzedakah, we're always giving charity, we're always doing gemilz chasadim. So that's what it means. It's mole mitzvahs krimon. It happens to be not every Jew gives to the right charities, but, uh, but every Jew, uh, you know, people, t- Jewish people tend to be uh, t- tend to be givers. Of Shachta always says, that there's so many people that give to Stupid things. You know, he said he knows a guy who gave a million dollars to uh, a dog hospital in Saudi Arabia. There are better uh, better causes than that, probably. But uh, but we have this uh, this idea that we want to do chesed. So we're all malayim mitzvah screaming. So Allah has come of kama. So Tosas raises the question in Masech Zerv and Then why do I need to learn from a kavuchamah for Salam Mandara that ain't eshel ganim eshel ganim sholei p'tamidicham? Even the Amayarets aren't subject to the eshel ganim. So what what's the advantage that tamidicham have over the Amayarets? So he says uh, because at least the Amayarets pnei mashchirim and at least blackens the uh, the gold on the. Uh, so the Amayarits are somewhat affected, they're just not in, entirely consumed. Whereas the Tamil Chamim are totally unaffected by the Eishel Gehenim. So Hadjulacham Rukhadish, Sikla Mesech Chagiga, Mazeltov on the Siyum, and Bezashem, tomorrow Yivam. It's not as scary as everyone makes it sound. Don't be terrified. Okay. <laughs>